This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 405. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 405. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, oh my gosh, in case you missed it, I've announced our two keynote speakers for Shameless MomCon 2020. And I could not be more excited. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I was nervous to ask these women to come and speak for me, but I did it anyways. Hashtag do it scared because I want to bring you the best of the best of the best. And these two women have rocked my world in the last year or two. I've known Laura Cathcart Robbins, our first keynote speaker for about the last, probably coming up on a year. And she's just deeply impacted the way I see the way that we're all different and how our differences make us so similar. She has the podcast, The Only One in the Room, where she showcases different people's only one stories. And she sheds such a beautiful light on how our differences make us so special, so unique, and more connected. And then we have our second keynote is Katie Kremitzos. Oh my goodness, I've known Katie for a few years now and I adore this woman. She has the most magnetic energy. I knew from the moment I first saw her at an event from afar that I wanted to be friends with her and now she's gonna come speak on my stage. Oh my gosh, I cannot even believe it. And she's gonna be talking about 
alignment and how to figure out what your passions are and do things that are in alignment with your passions and your goals and your desires and your dreams and how to turn inward and listen. So I know Laura and Katie are going to blow you away. I know they're going to give you so much energy and love and support for you to start getting new, different, unique exceptional perspectives on the lives you're living and the lives you are designed to go out and build. So if you are desiring some of this in your life, I want you to get yourself a ticket to Shameless MomCon. Shameless MomCon 2020 is happening in Seattle, March 26th through the 28th. And if you go to shamelessmomcon.com, you can grab your tickets. Know that early bird tickets are very, very close to being sold out. Our buddy pass tickets are almost gone. So get yours now so that you can join us as soon as possible on March 26th in Seattle. That's shamelessmomcon.com. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. I'm so excited and always honored to be in your ear. So thank you for being here with me today. I can't wait to be kicking off a new week with you, to be still kicking off a new year. And I know for some of us, we're still like, if you're listening in live time, for some of us, we're still easing our way into 2020. And that is just as it should be. So you get to do this all on your own timeline. I talked about this a lot at the beginning of the month that you get to pick how quickly you want to dive in. So I know some of you are like still dipping toes into 2020 and just know that wherever you are, we are all here with you. And we're going to talk a lot about alignment today. And if you are really still in that, those early phases of kind of designing what you want your year to look like and being thoughtful around that, I think this is going to help you a ton. If you've already dove in a little bit, I also think this will help you a lot. I think this is going to bring you some clarity. And I think there's going to be some good reminders here today. So if you're not familiar with this topic around alignment, you're going to learn a lot. If you are familiar with this, I think it's going to be really valuable because I think I might call you out a few times on some things where you're like, oh yeah, she's probably right. Maybe I need to check myself. So we're going to dive into all that in just a minute. Before we do that, I want to honor our shameless mom of the week, Samantha M. So Samantha M submitted her review to Apple Podcasts. That's how I choose shameless mom of the week every week. And when you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let me know how the show has impacted you you just might get nominated as Shameless Mom of the Week. And you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review to let me know how the show has impacted you. So Samantha says, surviving newborn land with the SMA. I've been listening to Sarah for almost two years. I found this show during my struggle through infertility, and it was the boost I needed to pull myself out of the depression that for infertility was pulling me into. Sarah gives great content on how to find and do the things you love, and her show is great even if you aren't a parent. I was listening with the intent of becoming a mom, and Sarah has been in my ear through my entire pregnancy and now helping me through newborn land. Having the skills and knowledge that Sarah provides in this show has helped me be a better mom, and she's helped me know how and when to ask for help through this big transition in my life. I would be completely overwhelmed as a new mom if I didn't have the community and connections that I've made through her community. I'm so thankful to have found the Shameless Mom Academy and all the great people I'm friends with because of it. The internet can be such a cool place to meet your closest friends, even if they're across the country. Thank you, Sarah and team. So Samantha M is a shameless mom. She worked hard to get here. She went through a couple years of infertility, which is so trying. I've been there. Um, and while she was going through that journey, she joined Momentum Mamas, which is our membership community for shameless moms. And she was like, Hey, is it okay if I join? Like, because I'm trying to get pregnant and I want to be a mom someday. 
it's one way or another it was going to happen for her. So she's like, is it okay if I join Momentum Mamas? And she's been in Momentum Mamas for about a year and a half now. And it's been really, really cool and exciting to have her in there. But what's been the most fun part for me is to see, like she said, making internet friends from all over the country in this really tight knit community. Because that's what Momentum Mamas is all about. So that's been really, really fun. And Samantha, it has been so, so delightful to see you welcome your sweet baby boy into the world. And I'm so just happy for you and over the moon delighted that your dream baby came true in 2019. And I'm really excited to see how you continue to navigate newborn land in 2020. So thank you so much for that note. Always, always appreciated. All right. So we're going to talk about our content today around alignment, and I'm excited to dive into this. So here's the thing. There's a couple things that happen in our lives that we need to just acknowledge. We often have thoughts and feelings around things that look one way, and then we have words and actions that look totally different. Sometimes even our thoughts, feelings, and words are aligned, but our actions are totally different. So let me give you an example. Let's say you want to write a book and you are working full time. You're a mom. Like life is already very, very full, but you're like, no, like 2020 is my year to write a book. And then you tell yourself, okay, well, if I want to do this, the only time I can do this is by getting up an hour earlier in the morning. So I'm gonna have to get up at 5 a.m. every morning and write for an hour if I want to write a book in 2020. This is actually like, if you literally want to write a book this year, this is the way to get it done is getting up an hour earlier in the morning and writing for an hour every morning. And so here's the thing. Your thoughts, feelings, and words might be like, yeah, 2020 is my year. I'm going to write a book. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get started. I'm going to get up and set my alarm every morning for 5 a.m. I'm not going to hit snooze. And then morning after morning, you hit snooze. And morning after morning, either you don't write at all or you write for like 15 minutes instead of 60 minutes. So here's the deal. You're out of alignment when your actions are not aligned with your thoughts, your feelings, your words. So you might think one thing or feel or say something, but your actions aren't in alignment with it. Or sometimes your actions aren't in alignment and your feelings aren't in alignment with your thoughts. And so sometimes we're actually acting like we feel big and bold and brave when in reality we're filled with self-doubt and we're really, really faking it. And so that doesn't feel good either. Like it doesn't feel good to feel fraudulent or have imposter syndrome around like I'm doing this big thing and feeling like I'm up on this huge stage, but on the inside, I feel like I'm a teeny tiny person who's totally worthless. And so you can see how it can go in a lot of different directions where things can be out of alignment, where our thoughts don't match our actions, where our actions don't match our feelings, all these kinds of things. And what happens is that when we are out of alignment between our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions, it doesn't feel good inside. And typically this leads to behaviors that don't serve us and that don't fuel us and that don't actually help us get work toward our goals. And this impacts our self-esteem. It impacts our relationships. It impacts our boundaries. It impacts the way we make decisions. It impacts us reaching our dreams. It impacts us reaching our desires, like all of those things, right? So another example of being out of alignment is numbing behaviors. So if you are numbing on a regular basis, either through alcohol, food, social media use, binging on Netflix, anything like that, that might be out of alignment with 
who you want to become and what your goals are. Because here's the thing about numbing behavior. Usually we're numbing because we want to numb feelings or ease feelings. And so if you're trying to ease feelings rather than address the feelings and get to the root of the feelings and figure out the feelings, you're not actually moving closer to a goal. You're staying super stuck and everything else around you is going to continue to feel stuck or it's not going to feel aligned either. So what that might look like is that you're trying to build something at work. You're trying to take your career to the next level, but you're also having all sorts of negative feelings about something and you're coming home and drinking a lot every night, or you're coming home and having like a ton of sugar or mindless eating every night. And what you're going to find over time is that you're stuffing and numbing these feelings of low self-worth or self-doubt and over time, that stuffing and numbing rather than addressing those feelings, it's going to impact your ability to actually get towards those goals of advancing your career, going for the promotion, going for the raise, moving you know, to a next company, all those things. So I want you to think about where are your behaviors out of alignment with your thoughts and your feelings and where are your thoughts and feelings out of alignment with your behaviors. Another example might be being passive instead of being assertive about a relationship that's harming you. So there might be a relationship in your life. I know this happened to me in 2019. There was this relationship that I was frequently letting the door stay, or not frequently, but just like indefinitely, I was letting the door stay open. I was like, if this person wants into my life, like I'm here, I'm ready. I'm just going to make myself available if this person ever decides that they want to come back. It was a relationship that I had severed a few years ago and I thought I should leave the door open. That felt like the right thing to do. And then I had this realization that I was being really passive about something that was keeping the door open on a lot of healing that I needed to do. And I couldn't really do the healing and move on until I shut the door. And I had to make this decision. And luckily this situation presented itself where it became really obvious to me that that was the right decision. And as frustrated as I was when this happened, I felt very overwhelmed, very emotional, betrayed in a lot of ways, but it also was a gift to have this glaring moment of like, hold on a minute, I'm leaving this door open to someone who isn't going to be able to honor me the way that I need to be honored in this relationship for it to work. And so I actually need to be more assertive and be like, actually, I'm closing the door. I'm putting up a boundary here. So sometimes we're out of alignment when we are being passive in a situation or in a relationship instead of setting a boundary. Because here's the thing, if I'm leaving this door open to a relationship that really doesn't serve me, that really keeps the door open for someone to be a little manipulative, then that's not in alignment with who I am when I'm here talking and preaching to all of you, right? Because when I talk and preach to all of you, I'm like, boundaries, be assertive, like stand up for yourself, own your worth. I can't then in my own personal life be like leaving the door open for a potentially harmful relationship. That's totally out of alignment, right? But we all do these things. We all do things that are out of alignment. We all at times have blind spots around what might be in alignment for us. And so I want you to check yourself and check yourself that your words are aligned with your thoughts and that your actions are aligned with your thoughts and your feelings. And this can be tricky. So I want you to take some responsibility for this. I want you to find those places where you're feeling the disconnect, where you're feeling those uncomfortable places and spaces in your life where you're like, you know, I'm thinking and feeling and saying one thing, but then over here I'm doing something different. 
or I'm over here doing this one thing, but that doesn't match my thoughts. And so we need to find some congruency. So I'm going to look at this from two angles. If you are having all the right thoughts and feelings and words, and you are preaching all day long about your best year ever and going for your goals, but you're not actually taking an action step, you're not actually putting a plan into action, you're not actually making a commitment to yourself, to your schedule, to your goals, to your action steps on a weekly basis to say like, this is what I'm doing this week to move closer to my goals for the year, then you're out of alignment. We need to work on that. And if your action steps are all the right action steps and you got the plan in place and you're taking the steps and you're working toward the goals, but your thoughts and your feelings are down in the dumps and you're letting yourself get consumed by negative self-talk, by self-doubt, by fear, by maybe anger, resentment, bitterness, maybe you're letting yourself be consumed by anxiety or depression. And not to say that I don't want to minimize the clinical aspect of those things where you might actually need medical intervention. But on top of that, really looking at are there things that you're in habits and routines where you are disregarding your thoughts and feelings, whether they be depressive, anxious thoughts or feelings, or feelings of low self-worth or feelings around fear. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, 
It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And now to dive into our content for today on finding alignment. I'm really excited to talk about alignment. I feel like this is something that is probably perhaps not conscientiously on your radar, but it should be, especially entering a new year if you're listening to this in live time, because here's the thing. We often have thoughts and feelings along one line, and then our actions don't match. So we might think, I'm going to be brave, I'm going to be courageous, and then we make a list of brave and courageous things, and then we don't ever do them, (laughs) or we push them off, and we push them out, and we're like, I'm going to be courageous tomorrow. So that is out of alignment, right? Or on the other end of the spectrum, we might be doing big, courageous things, but on the flip side of that, on the inside, we are talking about ourselves really poorly. We're filled with self-doubt. We're filled with fear. Sometimes we have abusive self-thoughts where we are just beating ourselves up on the inside. So, you know, maybe I went and I did this big, huge thing at work today and I think I did a really horrible job. You know, my boss gave me the opportunity to speak in front of everyone and I'm sure I butchered the whole thing. Whereas everyone else is like, oh my gosh, you did amazing. So we can be out of alignment kind of from two ends. So I should back up. Let me tell you the definition of alignment. It's when your thoughts, feelings, words, and actions are aligned toward one common goal and they are supportive of one another. What often happens is that they're not all supportive of one another. So we might have thoughts, feelings, and words that are aligned where we are thinking certain things and saying certain things, but then our actions are not reflected the same way. Or the flip side of that can be that our actions look like one way, And then our thoughts and feelings and our words are not supportive of those. And so, you know, we do this big, huge, brave, courageous thing, and then people compliment us on it. And we're just like, oh my gosh, I did a horrible job. It was bad. Like I should have done better. I can't believe how much I messed it up. And this happens all the time, right? So for you, alignment might be something that you're struggling with that you don't even know. And I think as we go through this, you're going to see different areas because I think we often have just simple areas. I don't know if simple is the right word, small areas where we're out of alignment, but if we can get back in alignment, we can make big shifts in our life. And so I'm going to give, go through some examples as we're talking about this today. And I want you to think how this applies to you right now where you're at. And especially if you are listening in live time, kicking off 2020, I want you to think about how you might be out of alignment right now and what it would mean and what it would feel like if you could shift that. And if you could get into alignment, how would things look different and feel different? So here's a few ways to know if you're out of alignment, if you are feeling uneasy. So I know this for myself because I'm very prone to anxiety, I get uneasy feelings a lot. And I have to really look at what am I feeling uneasy about? Is this a real thing? Or is this not a real thing? My 
uneasiness often has to do with time and feeling like there's not enough time and kind of waking up in a panic, like, oh my gosh, gotta get going. I don't have enough time. And once I get going, I'm like, oh, this is, I'm fine. There's plenty of time to get the things done today. Like it will all be just fine. So if you have this general feeling of dis-ease in different areas of your life or an area of your life, that can be a sign that you're out of alignment. So this might be, I know I've had it every time you drive into work at a job that you should not be at anymore. You feel that pit in your stomach. That's the universe (laughs) screaming at you. Like this is out of alignment. This job is out of alignment. It's not in alignment with your core values. It's not in alignment with where you want to go. It's not in alignment with who you want to be. You got to listen to that. Another way to know that you're out of alignment is frequent disagreements. And so this is an interesting one because sometimes it can be a frequent disagreement with a person you're out of alignment with. Or it might be that you're out of alignment somewhere in your life. So back to this job example, you have this job, you know, it's just not floating your boat anymore. And you got to put on a big game face every day when you go into work. And then when you go home, you're like, I have had to fake it so much today. I'm so exhausted. Like I can't even with my partner. And then you're being bickery and defensive. And so it it might not have anything to do with your partner. It might have to do with that you spent all day long trying to like hold on to every bit of energy to like save face at work and you have nothing left to give. So frequent disagreements. It also could be frequent disagreements with someone that you're out of alignment with. So if you're finding yourself frequently in disagreements with someone where maybe that relationship just is not a relationship you should be prioritizing anymore, then again, these frequent disagreements are going to be popping up. You might be out of alignment if you are being met with constant roadblocks. Now, I want to give the caveat here that it's not always the case that you're out of alignment just because something doesn't work out in your favor. But if you are constantly being met with roadblocks and you just, and we've all heard the saying like, oh my gosh, the universe is like screaming at me to not do this thing. Or the universe is like telling me that I shouldn't do this or this is not my time. Looking at that. And I don't want you to use that as an excuse to not persevere but I want you to recognize sometimes it's okay to change course. I'm a big believer in being a quitter at appropriate times with appropriate levels of like reflection and self-honesty. And so look at if you are trying to get something done and you're being constantly met with roadblocks and hiccups and like things being flipped, turned upside down on you, that might be that you're out of alignment, that something's not quite right. And sometimes you need to step back and look at that to be like, oh, wait, this isn't the thing I'm really supposed to be doing right now, or this isn't the right time, or this isn't the right method. You also might be out of alignment if you can notice increased numbing or stuffing behaviors. So numbing behaviors would be where you are numbing out to block feelings. And so this often is done with alcohol or food or media. So it can be drinking multiple drinks every night, like over drinking for the purpose of relaxation or relieving anxiety. It can be overeating because that is a stuffing of emotions or numbing of emotions. It can be watching endless hours of TV. It can be scrolling social media. So it's a lot of brainless stuff that makes us, that numbs our emotions and makes us feel like, okay, now I can breathe a little bit, but it doesn't actually help us manage the emotions or work through the emotions or heal emotions that need to be healed or heal feelings or trauma or situations or relationships that need to be healed. 
Stuffing would be along a similar lines where you are stuffing your emotions. And so maybe, you know, maybe in your marriage, for example, instead of having uncomfortable conversations, you're just constantly stuffing things and saying like, I'm just going to wait and talk about that later. Or it's not really that big of a deal. I don't have the energy right now. And we all do this sometimes. I'm not saying like every little thing with your partner, you should be like, I think we need to have a talk. But if you're doing this over time, recognizing like there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had and you're being avoidant of it routinely. That can happen in marriage. It can happen in all sorts of family dynamics and relationships. It can happen in work relationships. So recognizing when you're stuffing your emotions because you just don't want to deal with the other person, you don't want to deal with the situation that will catch up with you. And that will definitely knock you out of alignment. Another one is getting sick a lot. So if you are getting sick a lot, maybe you notice like you have constant headaches. You always are getting colds. You have colds. You can't kick You're just noticing like your body is shutting down or consistently run down, that is definitely a sign that you might be out of alignment. Now, that doesn't mean like every time you get a cold, you think like, what is the universe trying to tell me? But if you're consistently getting colds, you're consistently sick, it could be definitely that you are out of alignment. It could be that your body is trying to send you a bigger message. And I know this might sound woo-woo to people, but it's definitely true because our bodies respond so strongly to our thoughts, whether they're conscious or subconscious. So I will let you know, this is a good example. My husband routinely thinks he's getting sick. So if he's been anywhere near anyone sick, he's like, oh, that I'm getting sick now because I sat next to this other person who got sick. And I swear to God, he wills himself sick. And what's so interesting, and I'm like, should knock on wood when I'm saying this, but I always think when he gets sick, I always think, oh, I'm not getting that. <laughs> and he always gets sick when he thinks he's going to, and it always seems to last forever. I very rarely get sick when he gets sick. So this is the power of thought. That's not to say that I don't get knocked on my butt sometimes with illness. And now that I've said this out loud, watch, I'll be sick next week. But this is to say that our thoughts around things really do have an impact. And so if you are out of alignment in terms of your emotions are out of alignment, you're numbing, you're stuffing your emotions, everything's kind of a mess and you're not acknowledging that, and you're not dealing with that, there's a good chance you're going to get sick. And if you get sick routinely, you got to listen to that because our bodies and our minds are so, so connected. So don't ignore your body if it is constantly shutting down on you physically in different ways. That is a message. So whether that is through getting repeated colds, illnesses, headaches, anything like that, pay attention to that stuff. Pay attention. Like if you constantly are carrying tension somewhere, pay attention to that. Your body likes to give you messages. Please listen. Be a good listener of your body. Another sign you might be out of alignment is if you're feeling foggy, unclear, or uninspired. I know I had this a lot after Vinny was born and I was running my gym. There was this phase of feeling really uninspired. And it wasn't that I didn't love what I had built. I just didn't feel like it was my thing anymore. And I felt really proud of what I built. I loved my trainers. I loved the community. I loved the women. But I also was like, I can't see myself doing this for five to 10 more years, let alone like, you know, 20 to 30 more years before until I retire. And I felt this just kind of overwhelming lack of inspiration that I hadn't currently felt. And here's the thing. I was always wanting to take naps. Like every day I'd be like, I just need to get this much work done. And then when I put Vinny down for a nap, I'm going to take a nap. And I did that all the time. And some of you have heard me talk about this before. Selling the gym and going all in on the podcast, 
I've not taken a single nap during the week. Like there's a times when Vinny and I will watch a movie on the weekend and I'll take a nap, but I never am so uninspired by my day that I need to take a nap in the middle of the day. Now, on occasion, I don't think there's anything wrong with needing to take a nap. But if you're feeling so uninspired and unclear about like your direction that you're needing to take a nap every day, that's numbing, that's hiding, that's stuffing. And that's definitely where I was during a certain phase of owning the gym and not really knowing where I wanted to go next. And now it's so funny because I was like, I guess just when you're a mom, you just have to take naps every day. Like I thought this was like part of the thing. I was like, I guess you're just always so tired. And for sure that can be part of it. There was a phase where I was not getting a lot of sleep where that was normal and natural. But then it got to be like, this kid is like, you know, two, three years old sleeping through the night and I'm still needing to take a nap every day. And so looking at that, when you have that brain fog or that fatigue, like what is that telling you? And also I can see now in hindsight, because hindsight is always so amazing. I can see now in hindsight that it wasn't that I was tired. It's that I was really not inspired by the life I was leading. I wasn't doing the right thing with my time. It wasn't lighting me up. And so I just wanted to escape because I was like, I don't know what's next and I can't do this forever. And that's a really hard place to be. So I know that's ringing true for some of you where you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like every day I literally want to lay down and take a nap. So that can be a huge sign that you're out of alignment. So here's what I want you to do to get back into alignment. First, I want you to really make the space to tune in to your intuition. And this is a hard one and it's an uncomfortable one. So I want to give you some ideas on how you can do this in really simple little ways. I think that for people like me, it feels like a lot of pressure to be like, just listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. Because I've talked before in my episode, but I talked recently a month or two ago about women's struggle around self-trust and how we really, women are trained to shut down our self-trust. So to dive back in and really try to listen to our intuition and find that intuition again in our lives can feel pretty overwhelming and a little scary. So I want you to just give yourself space to listen. And what I mean by that is like walking or driving somewhere without music or a podcast on, maybe making dinner without a podcast on or music on, like spending time in the shower without your kids and music blaring in the background. I know that this is something I really force myself to do on a regular basis because it's the only way for me to get these gut checks. And it used to be more uncomfortable. It's gotten increasingly comfortable in the last couple of years. So sometimes it's like going for a 10 minute walk. Sometimes it is driving places or walking to pick up Vinny without bringing my headphones with me. Sometimes it is writing in a journal. And I will tell you, I am like, I've spent so much of my life writing in a journal because I find it physically uncomfortable. Like writing is physically, it hurts my hand. I swear to God, it hurts my back. Like, I feel like when I go to write in a journal, I'm like, maybe it's the universe telling me I'm out of alignment, but I feel like I'm like, oh my God, my whole body hurts. Like, why does this hurt? I tried to do the artist way a couple of years ago and I was in so much physical pain every time I had to sit down and write my three pages of writing. So I don't really love journaling, but I will say that it does create space for me to listen. And so I do journal in very non-traditional ways. I mostly just make lists because it hurts my hand to write paragraphs, (laughs) but I do. And sometimes I'll type things too, which can be a form of journaling for me, but that gives me the space to listen to my intuition because when you can listen to your intuition and it can just be for a few minutes at a time, that can be such a game changer. And I will say like, 
I don't expect you to do this for long periods of time. Like for some of you, I know you're like, I can't like, like I know women who can't get massages because they're like, I can't like lay with my thoughts for an hour. So if that's you, little bits, little bits are fine. <laughs> like little bits of time to just have quiet can be really, really helpful. Little bits of time to write down some thoughts and like your thoughts can start out as a to-do list. It can be like, these are the three things I'm going to do today. These are three things I'm excited about today. These are three things I'm grateful for. So it can be a little bit formulaic or formatted or templated, and that might give you some relief, but it allows you to start listening. It allows you to start curating thoughts in a certain way that will allow you to tap into your intuition. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. So the next part, number two here, is to be who you say you want to be. So I want you to check yourself. Check that your actions are aligned with your feelings and your words. Because if your actions are not aligned with your feelings and your words, that's where you're going to have a big struggle. So you might find that your actions are big and bold and brave and your thoughts and your feelings are like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I'm not capable. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. You're going to be way out of alignment. And over time, you're going to have major imposter syndrome over your behavior, over your actions, and you're not going to be able to keep going because you'll be crippled by the thoughts behind the scenes. So you got to get those in alignment. The other piece is to check yourself that you're words and thoughts and feelings are aligned with your action steps. And so if you're having these words, thoughts, and feelings around like, I'm an action taker, I'm a decision maker, I'm going to go get it this year, then you need to really be clear. What are your action steps? And when are you doing them? Like, if you're going to go run the marathon this year, like what's the training program? When do you start? What day are you doing that first run? When are you going to go get the new shoes? When are your long runs? Who are you going to be with? When are you signing up for the actual race? What date is the race? What city is it in? Getting those things on the calendar. So check to make sure that you are keeping your thoughts, feelings, words, actions 
all aligned toward one common goal and supportive of one another because we get out of alignment when our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions are not supportive of one another. And so oftentimes we have this, it's almost like teeter-totter where we have thoughts and feelings on one side and actions on the other, and they can be really incongruent. And then we get real messed up. (laughs) So our thoughts and our feelings might be like way up in the air, like, yay, me, let's go. And then our actions are like, we're not actually taking any of the action steps that's going to mess you up. And similarly, if you have your action steps are big and bold, but your thoughts and feelings are, you're constantly beating yourself up. And when, you know, maybe you sign up to speak for something at work or sign up to, you know, be lead something at work and people are like, you did amazing. And all you can think about is like, oh my gosh, I screwed it up in 18 ways. And I'm so embarrassed. And I can't believe I did that. And that was horrible. And they're never going to ask me again. Then you have your teeter-totter out of alignment again, where your action steps are way up high and your thoughts and feelings are like down in the dumps. And that's not going to feel good, right? And when you get crippled in either direction, where you have one thing on the high end and one thing on the low end in opposite extremes, you're going to fumble. It's going to create a mess at some point. It's just a matter of when. So you have to get back to that place of alignment. And that can take some work. It takes some analysis, which also allows you, which also creates an invitation, I'll say, for you to go back to that place of getting quiet. I know that I've had to do this in different areas in the last year, in the last six months, especially. I've had to look at what are my big action steps and are my thoughts and feelings in proportion to my actions. Because some of my action steps in the last year have been bigger than my thoughts and feelings. If I'm being totally honest, I've done some big things in the last year that were really scary and I haven't let my thoughts and feelings catch up yet to be like, oh, wow, I am capable of doing that. I am capable of this thing and that thing. I am capable of that to the point that I can do it again and do it on a bigger level the second time and really, really own all of that and really feel prepared for that. That takes work. It takes work to get your emotions caught up to your actions sometimes. And sometimes it takes work to get your actions caught up to your emotions. And so for many of you kicking off a new year, we get really excited and really ambitious and lit up and pumped up. And we like start qualifying ourselves, which is awesome. But if our action steps don't mirror that in any way, then we get into that uncomfortable place of fumbling where things get jacked up in every which way. And we don't actually ever take action or actually ever make progress. And then What happens with that is that those feelings and emotions start to crumble beneath us. And so then we have a foundation where our thoughts, our actions, and our feelings are all falling apart. And we don't want to risk getting to that place, right? Because then we're going to be in a real unclear disaster of a place that's going to take more digging out of. So what you want to recognize is if you have, you know, actions are high, thoughts and feelings are low, let's try to meet in the middle. And if you have on the other side of that, feelings and thoughts are high and actions are low. Let's try to meet that. Let's try to bring those back to equilibrium, bring that back to the middle. Because when everything's aligned, then we can move with less effort and more ease. And we can consistently up level our game. We can consistently take those next steps. And sometimes those next steps are really small, but we can feel qualified and we can feel worthy and we can feel confident going into them. Okay, the last thing I want to say about this is that I want you to be who you're teaching your kids to be. So really look at, because I think it's very normal for us to be out of alignment and very 
acceptable. I mean, I would like to think that you're out of alignment because you're processing things and you're figuring things out and you're pushing yourself in new ways. And when that happens, you're going to have these tumultuous moments where things just don't line up and you need to take a step back and look at them. That's normal. So I think all of this is a part of healthy growth and healthy evolution. But let's also look at what do we want it to look like and who do we want to be showing up as? So be who you're teaching your kids to be. And I want you to think about what this might look like for you. So if you are teaching your child or children to be kind and lead with love and patience and giving others the benefit of the doubt, are you doing the same? Because if you're in alignment, most likely you are. And if you're in alignment, you're probably able to lead with love and patience and give others the benefit of the doubt, right? When you are leading with kindness, we can often assume that everyone's doing the best that they can. Are you being assertive? as you teach your children to be assertive? Are you asserting your needs? Are you asserting and owning your gifts? Are you saying like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm a great writer. I would love to write this thing. Oh my gosh, I'm a great artist. I would love to do this kind of art. I'm a great photographer. I would love to take pictures of your family. I'm a great cook. I would love to cook dinner for my family, dinner for a dinner party, dinner for the neighbor down the street who's sick. Are you being proactive like you would encourage your children to be where you have implemented habits and structure in order to minimize reactivity? So being proactive, just like we tell our kids, like, I don't know how many times a day I've recently said to Vinny, he'll come to me, he'll be like, where's my shoes? I'm like, wherever you took them off, where's my hoodie, wherever you took it off, where's my coat, wherever you took it, like constantly, right? I'm like, oh, well, if you put the shoes in the cubby where the shoes go, then they would be there right now. If you hung the coat up on the hook, it would be there right now. It's not rocket science. So when we teach our kids to be proactive in those ways, to create ease in their daily structure, habits, and routines, are we doing that same thing for ourselves? Are we being proactive about our own habit structures and routine? Are we doing the meal prep to make dinners easier on the weeknights? Are we getting up a few minutes before the kids to have that morning routine to kick off our day? Are we doing things proactively in order to minimize our own reactivity that makes it real hard for us to stay in a positive frame of mind and therefore have those, the positive corresponding actions. And then lastly, along the lines of being who you're teaching your kids to be, are you being compassionate and empathetic towards yourself and towards others? So catch yourself when you're being judgy toward yourself and towards others, because that's not in alignment. So catch yourself in those moments where you're being really hard on yourself and give yourself some compassion and recognize like I'm doing the best I can. Here's all the ways I've grown recently. Here's all the things I'm taking on and then step back for a minute and exhale. I know I had to do this at, the, at my year end. I was going through some stuff year end and there was a couple goals. There was one goal in particular that I didn't meet that I was just super, super frustrated with. And I started to let this become a defining moment of like the whole entire year of 2019. And then I started looking at some other metrics and indicators and I was like, hold on a second. If I am going to be judgy of myself over this one goal, if I'm going to get stuck on this one goal and not have any compassion for the other things that I did this year, I'm going to lose sight of all the goodness that was 2019. So I had to step back and be way more compassionate with myself and look at like, wait a minute here. This one thing is not where you wanted it to be, but look at all these other things. And what does that mean? Like I was looking at the wrong metrics and it was totally messing with my head because I had 
put this one thing on a pedestal and decided that this one thing should be the thing that defines success in a year. And it was the wrong thing. It was totally the wrong thing. So I actually shared this in a group, in a Facebook group that I'm in with some colleagues. And it was a really interesting and helpful, supportive conversation that took place as a result. But I was like, oh my gosh, even just putting the post up, <laughs> it was so therapeutic and helpful for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally focusing on the wrong thing. And it's, I'm like ruining my own whole year over it. And that sounds so ridiculous when I share that publicly. I mean, publicly in a private group. So yeah, so being compassionate toward yourself when you've catch yourself in those judgy places. And then also, are you being compassionate and empathetic toward other people as well? Because if you are running around, passing all the judgment, doing all the gossip, all of that, like that is not gonna keep you in alignment. That is gonna keep you messed up. That is gonna keep you in a place where you can't move forward, where you can't build relationships that you want to build, where you can't shine the way you want to shine, where you can't you know, attract the opportunities that you want to attract. So really looking at how are you leading with kindness, being assertive, being proactive, being compassionate and empathetic, all these things that you would teach your kids to do, how are you showing up with those values yourself? Because when you show up with those values and your values might be different. I mean, these are kind of some really good core value words that I've given you that you're welcome to use, but yours might be different. Whatever they are, are you showing up in the values that you have given your kids? Because I think sometimes that's where we really, really miss the boat is that we hold ourselves to a different standards than our, a different standard than our kids. And we let ourselves off the hook on certain ways. And we don't go back to these basic foundational elements that we expect of our children within ourselves. And I think that that can create a huge missed opportunity for us to bring ourselves back into alignment by centering ourselves around the thoughts, the feelings that we want to build our foundation from, from which our words and our actions will then ensue. And then we can get to where we want to go. And then we can find that place of more ease, of more joy, of more growth, of more evolution, all the things that we really want. So I hope this has been helpful and enlightening. Definitely let me know if we're on social media. This episode is posted all over social media on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. So I'd love to know what you think, what how this resonated for you. And I can't wait to be back here in a few days for some more Shameless Mom Academy and how this all resonated for you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone, 
and then shout out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.